and welcome to the first ever issue of Inside Voice, the Voice Summit podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the Voice Summit that's happening in Newark, New Jersey this July. I'm your host, James Poulter, joined also by Pete Erickson, CEO, founder and big dog at Modev. Hey, Pete. Hey, big dog. That's a new one for me. James, great to, great to be here with you today. We're super excited to have all of you coming along on this voice journey with us in 2019. Countdown very much beginning towards uh, this summer's summit. So uh, this podcast is going to take you behind the scenes of what's happening at Voice Summit as we plan towards Newark in the summertime. We're going to be talking with loads of people who are behind the scenes, who are speaking at the event, some of our key sponsors, and going to tease some of the stuff that you're going to hear about if you're coming along to meet all of us in person in New Jersey in July. But in this episode, we wanted to go a little bit behind the scenes on how the whole thing came together in the first place. And Pete, that really starts with you. So I'd love, we're going to hear some of your story and uh, just kind of get into it about how we have ended up with this amazing event where we're going to bring together over 5,000 people in Newark this summer to talk all about voice. So Pete, where, where did it start for you? And maybe introduce yourself for those people that don't know you. So, yeah, I, you know, I think that um, I'm excited about this podcast because I have always wanted to include our community um, into more of how these things come together. And, you know, organizing events is, is it is, I have to tell you, like, you know, some people say, you know, they, maybe they call it the sausage factor or something. But, you know, events is an incredible experience. There are so many moving parts. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, some of it is really hard work. Other of it, you know, uh, other parts of it are are extremely enjoyable. For me, my greatest joy comes from meeting new people, or meeting people, or meeting old friends, and connecting uh, with one another. Which which kind of gets us to our why, which relates to your question about how this all came together. So I'm the founder of Modev. Um, it's an organization. We have our 10th birthday coming up on January 21st of this year. So 2019 is our 10 year. Um, and we started because I saw a need to bring people together. I was new to the DC area, was really looking for other technologists and developers to collaborate around this, you know, the new iPhone that had come out in the iTunes app store, the Android phone had just been announced and I couldn't find that community. So I went ahead and started that community. Um, so Modev DC founded as a meetup group. Within a couple of years, we had over a thousand members, and that quickly turned into a business for me. I put on a conference, and you know the rest is really history, as they say. I started organizing conferences, doing workshops, doing hackathons, working with major uh, platform providers on helping them build their communities, and we have just sort of made our way for the past several years. Um, and when voice first really started to be commercialized with the introduction of the Amazon Alexa, we put on one of the very first developer workshops to build Alexa skills back in early 2016. So wow, very, that's kind of, yes, very early. Um, and, uh, you know, fortunately we've got, we have good relationships with Amazon, the Alexa team and uh, with David Zbitsky there and Paul Kutzinger and others. And, we, you know, we, we got a, you know, 150 developers together to learn about this new era. And that kicked off a concept for us. And we organized a new community called Voice Hacks. And we got Amazon to back us on a 10-city tour. And a couple other great companies I want to mention as well. So Twilio and Automated Insights, Capital One partnered with us on this tour. We went and visited 10 cities across the country 
We trained almost 2,000 developers how to build their first Alexa skill. But what stuck out to us is the data about who else came to these events. So not only were there developers there, there were content writers, UX designers, um, UI designers, uh, brands, agencies. Everybody was trying to figure out what this was really all about. And that gave us, you know, those 10 cities and those 2,000 people, the 2,000 attendees, gave us the data and we looked at the data. And we also did a sentiment survey after each stop. And we figured out that there is a need to bring everybody together under one roof in this new, what we call the voice first era. And that's how Voice Summit was born. And fortunately, our relationship with Amazon um, was there. They got behind the event. Uh, and, uh, you know, that's what kicked this whole thing off. And so the journey has been, uh, it's been a lot of fun for us. And, and having Voice Summit last year with the results, you know, we expected, we had we had expectations of about 1,500 attendees to our first year event. We almost hit 3,000. Wow. So and that was, we, it was an amazing kind of culmination, right, of all of that effort. Yeah, it's kind of everything sort of came, you know, things fell into place, right? But, but I think right place, right time. Uh, and I think right people. Um, and that includes Newark. I think that's an interesting part of this story is, you know, we did a, we, you know, when we looked at where we were going to put this and, you know, we're in a conference room in Seattle with Amazon and we're trying to figure out, you know, we looked at what we call like the NFL cities, the 30 cities that you would think about in the U.S. about, you know, where to put a conference. Um, and after doing a lot of analysis and putting out an RFP, we got it down to four kind of finalist cities, and those included uh, New York, Philadelphia, LA, and Newark, New Jersey. And Newark was kind of the outlier of those four. <clears throat> but they ended up winning the hosting rights for this conference because they put forward a community-based response to being a host. That included the mayor's office, the NJIT, which is a fabulous university of the New Jersey Institute of Technology. It's on par with like an MIT. In fact, they graduate more engineers than MIT. Uh, and then local industry as well came to the table. And what we learned was there are a number of leading companies that are headquartered right there in Newark. And Newark is in the midst of its own transformation. I'm like a lot of folks. You know, I drove through Newark. I flew through Newark. I trained through Newark. But I never really stopped there until we went for a site visit. And we got to see this town that was clean with companies like Panasonic and Audible, Prudential, Horizon Healthcare, Broadridge uh, Financial, a number of really great companies were headquartered there. And then we walked through this, you know, brand new $110 million wellness and events center at NJIT. And it just felt like, well, this is a great home for this conference. So, so, you know, all these things sort of fell in place. And, um, and fortunately for us, we, you know, we had a great host location and um and everything worked out so so pete tell me because you've been in this whole like tech space for a long time you've made conferences for all sorts of people but what was the moment when voice became something that came on your radar what made you think how this is something we gotta we've got to really pay attention to do you remember that yeah i would say that really it's when siri came out so what happened was you know i we ran a um primarily a mobile developer community for our first few years, which is where the name Modeb comes from. And Siri was announced, I think, in 2011, 2012 timeframe. And 
it was, you know, revolutionary at that time to have that kind of voice interface in the palm of your hand. But the, I think the major strategic error that Apple made was they did not open it up to, de- to the developer audience. We had our community was clamoring to get access so that they could voice enable their apps. I think the developers could see it at that time that if they could provide voice in, voice a voice interface to their existing applications, that they would, you know, they would, you know, be able to grow their adoption rates and improve their, uh, you know, kind of improve their apps overall. So I I had a hint of it then, but then when Amazon came out with Alexa, and I was able to get kind of an early look at that and got on the beta list um, to get an to get an early version of the the original Echo. It something happened, and it felt very familiar to when the uh, iPhone supported third party apps. And right. um, I saw this sort of like I've I sort of been in this play before, and um, and I knew that you know after you know eight eight or nine years of community building and making, you know, all the mistakes along the way that one can make in trying to figure this business out um, and how to do it effectively. I sort of saw voice as, you know, uh, another opportunity to start fresh, to build community and to, you know, to help advance industry. So that's a bit of the backstory. Um, and it's been, you know, it has not disappointed. You know, Absolutely. There, are, there I think what's interesting is, you know, this week is CES, right? Um, and last year I was at CES and there was, you know, Amazon Alexa was in every booth. Google was, you know, they bought up a ton of advertising. I think they were behind and most Amazon. Of the central, and most of the central park as well. I remember. Like, That's right. That's center. right. It was, I mean, so voice already. So was making its toehold. Well, this year it's a must have. And voice integration with everyday consumer products is going to, it's, it's sort of a must have now. And I think the generation that's coming up now, um, is, it's going to be an expectation that we can speak to our products as opposed to, you know, working on some, some kind of interface, you know, with typing and Exactly. And, uh, right. text. and I see that every day, right? With my kids, like, you know, we, I'm sure everyone's got a story who's listening to the show because you're interested in voice. And if you've got kids around, you probably have had this, but you know, that thing when you start seeing them interact with these products and then their expectation is that there will be voice in everything. Um, and if they've got that expectation when they're little in the same way that, you know, I talk about this all the time of that, you know, if we've grown up and our primary way of interacting with the computer was the keyboard and the mouse, it's, you know, you might love the iPad, but you never move to it fully but if you've grown up with the ipad being your primary interaction with computing then you know touch becomes default and voice is going to be the next thing that does that for people right and i think that if you look at 2019 and what we're building why so many of these applications on top of the big platforms have been in the spaces for people who haven't been through a consumer uh, revolution with with technology before so kids and for many cases you know those who are much older in age who maybe didn't kind of have a, a technology-based uh, work life before they're seeing massive adoption of voice because it's the first thing that they can put in their hands that makes complete sense to them without having to really learn a new interface so i'm super excited for this year i think there's going to be an awful lot of change and coming off the back of this past couple of weeks uh, of consumer sales off of uh, obviously christmas and black friday a holiday period now closing out we're seeing that amazon's shipped over 100 million devices um you know that really is a big benchmark now i think for setting uh, 2019 in voice so I think we're going to see a massive
massive uh, ramp up this year and a lot more people get yeah, connected think, around the whole topic. I think that stat is just, you know, there are a couple stats coming out of Amazon. One is they've got over 10,000 employees working just on Alexa. They shipped over 100 million devices. Um, and, you know, I, I one of my predictions for 2019 is that there will be a unicorn that comes out of this space, uh, you know, as a as really a voice first company that launches a new product or service that takes hold and captures the minds, imaginations, and attention of, you know, tens of millions of those hundred million users. If you look back, you know, historically, you know, Instagram was a free app. They got 25 million users using the app just on the iPhone alone and were purchased for a billion dollars. So just by the sheer math alone, if somebody is able to develop a, you know, some kind of service or application that we're not thinking of right now, um, and you know, they stand a chance of being the first unicorn in this space. So my prediction is that, you know, by 2019, we'll know, we'll know who that company is or who those companies are. Um, and you know, you kind of bring up the kids. I, I tell you, you know, anyone with children probably under the age of, of, you know, 15 or, or, you know, maybe 18 knows that kids would walk up to any screen and try to tap, swipe and pinch on that screen. That's when, right. You know, most screens they've they've you know that 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 we have are really not not tap swipe and pinch enabled. However, that's changing now. Um, but now, the the rule is going to be voice. Uh, small little anecdote: uh, we upgraded our cable box and we got this new you know Xfinity Comcast cable box with a voice enabled remote. And you know, my wife and I are still, you know, using the buttons to, to, to do the TV, but our kids are six and eight. The very first day we had that thing, they were using their voice to do everything on the TV. That's right. And, and, um, you know, now that is the expectation. There are other fun, you know, fun stories about, you know, kids, uh, my grandfather, my father-in-law, excuse me, has an old fashioned camera. He brings it to everything and uses the camera and the kids can't understand why you can't tap and swipe uh, the screen on the camera and why it doesn't make phone calls. Um, you know, so <laughs> it's, it's, it, it's, it, it is interesting. Um, you know, voice first is here. You know, there are, there's an article yesterday in the wall street journal about how voice is hitting some kind of barrier. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's so funny to me yeah. that, that these analysts and these, and these, uh, reporters can not see what's happening in this space. I mean, what is the barrier? The barrier is that, you know, hundreds of millions of Americans are using, you know, voice first now. <laughs> it's like, it's pretty, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. And I think so many of the analysts in particular, because they're looking for it for a business kind of, you know, revenue ROI kind of goal thing, because it's a very early stage and everyone wants to just go straight to how you're going to make money on these things is that they're looking for voice shopping in particular, right? To be the thing that is peaking. But you know, how long did it take us for, to get to mobile shopping being a dominant form is still not even a dominant form. How long that take us for, you know, kind of even online shopping versus, you know, traditional retail, we're only really beginning to see the tipping point now where more people are doing that. So, of course, you know, voice shopping is going to take a little longer. But think of all of the other experiences that came on those platforms beforehand. That's where there's so much opportunity in the space. It's not just the shopping. It's all the other ways of engaging people. Uh, and also, the, you know, the smart home controls in particular completely change the game. 
compared to these other kind of previous means of accessing the internet. This isn't just about accessing the internet. This is about controlling your entire lifestyle and, ar- around you in the most simple and you know, friction-free way. And Yeah, I, I'm continuing to be baffled by what this kind of analyst culture goes always to, oh, well, people aren't buying things through these things, so therefore it's not going to hang around. It's like, give it some time. We're still pretty early. We're not even at the end of the beginning yet, you know? Yeah, and I think that, you know, Amazon's putting the data out there that, you know, Alexa shopping and Alexa reordering is happening. You know, I think it's somewhere 10 or 15% of Alexa owners have used their Alexa to make an order or a reorder online. And uh, yeah, I think the imagination uh, around this space with the traditional analysts has been a little slow. Um, But that's where the entrepreneurs come in. And that's, you know, that's why we do this conference. We are bringing the people together that are going to be the ones that are, you know, transforming this industry. And there are, there are companies out there that have been working on this for a number of years that are right at that edge. I use Capital One Bank as an example. I mean, their, their skills that are, you know, multimodal on the Echo Show are fantastic. Um, And uh, they also have their own chatbot. and, you know, they have um, uh, named Eno. Uh, they've got a, a pretty unique chatbot called Eno. And, I, and you know, the experience for, for folks that are interacting with, with their bank, either via voice or via chatbot, um, gets really, really high remarks. Um, so what our goal is, is to basically look at this, look at this voice for a space across industries. So we're, we will be focusing on transportation, on healthcare, on fintech, on retail, search, you know, smart home, you mentioned, uh, and um, smart cities and smart enterprise. We are really in the midst of this very early on in this revolution. But if companies, and I don't like to, I, you know, I don't like to be alarmist. Um, the only thing I would say is that the cycles of disruption are getting faster. You mentioned, re- you mentioned retail and e-commerce. If you look at now the the big the big some of the big names are going down just now, and it's 2018, right? And you know, I was I was part of the dot com bubble, and I remember you know the first e-commerce Christmas was around circa 2000, you know, um, and. It took a number of years, but you know when you see Toys R Us going out, you see Macy's and you see Sears and you see these iconic retail brands. They never caught up with um, with e-commerce, and I don't think they understood the completeness of what that really meant. So what Amazon was able to do is they solved the logistics problem first, right? They figured out that solving, you know. Figuring out the last mile was the first thing that they had to do. Um, and, you know, have a shopping experience, having an online shopping experience is all fine and good. But if you don't figure that last piece out, you're not going to get there. And I think that with, with regards, the, the lesson can be learned from other iconic brands uh, in, in all kinds of spaces that you've got to figure out that conversation. That's the last mile in voice. That's is right. What, what is that interaction like? Um, and yeah, I, I often talk about like the voice experiences being like you have to want to make the best dinner party guest available. <laughs> you 
great. You know, like, what's a good dinner party guest? Someone that shows up on time, knows when to leave, and preferably brings something nice with them, right? Like, you can hold a good conversation along the way. And I think that that is the the thing that we're going to see so many people try and crack this year is like, well, I've had a brand, I've solved a problem, but now how do I solve that problem in a way where people not just want to have me come in and out of their life, but talk to me even when I'm not just trying to solve the problem that I was originally there for? Yeah, how, how do these people, you know, how do these brands, in fact, become part of the daily conversation that you have with uh, your, you know, your your lifestyle, essentially, with, the, with the, all the things around you? And that's going to be the big challenge that they're going to try and overcome in, in 19. Yeah, I would say the brands that do the best job of interacting with folks on social media have an advantage because they figured out how to have a voice with everyday people. Um, and you see it all the time, especially if people are having a hard time and they can they can access those brands directly on Twitter. I think maybe we've all done that at some point. And um, the response is amazing. It's very human. Uh, so it's on social media, but it's a very human response. Oftentimes moves over to DM and things get resolved very quickly. And then people come back, have a happy experience, thank the brand. I mean, it's this interesting, interesting phenomenon. Those brands that have figured that out are going to move into this space much easier because now I'm going to be able to, you know, say to speak directly to somebody, you know, at, um, at an airline or at a store or, you know, fill in the blank, but have a very natural conversation with someone and get my issues resolved or get my product ordered or find out a piece of information, um, you know, or access to a service. Uh, so, you know, it, it is, it is a really exciting time. It's funny. I think I look, I'll always look back fondly on that first voice summit 2018, because I would say that the industry was so nascent, you know, probably 60 to 70% of our attendees were really new to the space and trying to figure it out. 30 to 40 were already, you know, had already published a skill. They, you know, or, you know, put voice inside of a car, if it was Mercedes Benz or Ford or, you know, a major brand talking about how they've, you know, integrated voice, whether it's, you know, Prudential Financial talking about their, you know, retirement skill. Um, but I would say that that number is going to, you know, change this year. I think that, you know, over the course of a year, a lot more people have jumped in, done their first skill. Uh, so, you know, next year of the 5,000 people, we'll probably see like half will be just new to the space, really trying to get their arms around it. And in three to four years, by the way, the five-year goal for us to, for, for Voice Summit, just to, to, to set the record state, is to produce an event annually that brings about 25,000 people in the next five years. I've heard that I'm underestimating the market, but, you know, <laughs> we, we, have a, we, we, we have goals and, you know, we want to see this become, you know, a major destination event. We like our partnership with Newark. There are a lot of great uh, local companies there that are partnering with, with us to make sure, you know, the event is, is a is a success. And, you know, we are going to, we are going to explore internationally. I know you and I have been chatting about that. Um, by the way, this brings me, brings me something. I've got to, I've got to visit this before we move on. Um, the joy that I get in this space is, is meeting people. And I, I have s such great memories of the first time I met you, uh, in, uh, in, in midtown Manhattan at, right. a, <laughs> at, a, at a breakfast diner at seven in the morning. 
Yeah, um, that was about the, the earliest meeting I think I took that week and was heavily, heavily jet lagged, as you probably remember from uh, just flying over from London. For those listening who maybe haven't picked up on the slight accent difference between Pete and I, I am based here in the UK, uh, here in London, looking after Vixen Labs here. So, uh, But at the time was working at the Lego group, looking after emerging technology, and that was where Pete and I first connected. And uh, yeah, that first breakfast was really an eye-opener for me on just how big an opportunity voice was going to be uh, in the US and, and globally now as we see so many more people kind of come on board and uh, yeah kind of getting this partnership off the ground and now being able to work together on both the podcast and this year's event has uh, completely changed the trajectory of where i've been heading just personally and professionally so it's uh, i owe something to you there pete hey well listen i tell you what first off you say you were jet lagged but i think you were a new father at that time is that correct that's true and, and therefore probably just looked as terrible as <laughs> <laughs> just because, just because of that not because of the jet lag <laughs> I think the parent fog out, outweighs the jet lag any day. Um, but, uh, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, I, yeah, a lot of fond memories there, you know, at the time you were still, uh, still at Lego before you left for Vixen labs or to found Vixen labs, which, uh, which congratulations again, by the way, on a, a great, a great run at Lego. I mean, we were excited that, that you joined, uh, the conference at that time, uh, Lego is such an iconic brand, but I think what was telling to me also in talking to you was, about the community there in London, the voice, uh, the voice uh, first community. That's uh, that's a very passionate community, but it seems to be growing. Um, it is, yeah, absolutely, and particularly internationally, I think we're seeing massive growth here in in the UK, and uh, I think a lot of that is being spurred as it often does from the the US market. But we're seeing a lot of opportunities here that cross multiple, uh, you know, kind of uh, geography and language barriers, because obviously, yeah, particularly for English being the kind of uniting language for a lot of these experiences, uh, we're seeing a really passionate voice community here, and it's a different kind of community than I've been a part of before because it brings together kind of two different worlds one around this whole audio space and the, the kind of flourishing of podcasting like this show and others um as well as also as, which obviously a lot of those people come from a radio background of which the bbc has had a lot of responsibility for a big radio and speech um radio heritage here in, in the uk but then the technology developers yeah it feels to me very similar to where we were you said 10 years ago i think probably a similar kind of time frame not necessarily in the mobile space but in the social media space where i first started my career was you know the similar thing of that you know meeting people for dinner that you would only ever met on Twitter, for example, or going to meetups where you only knew people from their Facebook profile or you know, those early, early days. And then we began to see people build businesses on top of that. Uh, it feels very similar here in the UK. And I actually think that that's a community that's shared globally is that you know, we've got a number of people in one of the communities that I run here in, in London uh, from uh, Voice Summit and other people who've been around that we met there. Um, and it's a very, you know, kind of jovial very engaged very friendly place to be right now because so many people who are in this are still so early in the tech and they want to learn from one another and i think that there's not that kind of like nastiness or competition coming out but very friendly very um you know kind of community-led people wanting to help one another and kind of see the opportunity and and see how we can create kind of more uh, empathetic and engaging ways of engaging with technology uh that's the overriding theme that i get from all of the discussions i I've had in the past six months or so since uh, the last summit 
and particularly since launching Vixen Labs, which is our new venture uh, here in the UK to help brands engage with you know kind of voice strategy and voice marketing. You know, that is all of the, the conversations we're having is that, hey, I'm early. I want to learn about this stuff. I want to share in the knowledge and, and kind of grow my understanding. And that is coming out left, right and center as we're having these first conversations. I think that's only going to grow and snowball, hopefully, as we head towards uh, summit in, in July. Yeah, I think it's, um, you know, it's an opportunity for those brands and uh, individuals or, you know, small businesses even that if you look back on the trends, you know, we had e-commerce, then we had mobile, then we had social, and now we've got voice. And um, it's an opportunity to, you know, it's still early. Um, I would say the folks that got in in, you know, 27, 2018 definitely have an advantage. And, and the advantage they have is all the learning, you know, the rabbit hole of conversational design is deep. You know, it is, it's not like you can just take your APIs from all of your existing applications and move them over with a different user interface on the front. This is, you're talking about an entirely, really different, um, an entirely different interface. Yeah, and, um, and the different motivation for for consumers to talk to you is so different from just wanting to consume a product. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, um, I think that's where the excitement is. I mean, for for me, is is watching this transformation take place, um, allowing you know to be able to build a platform, which Voice Summit we see as sort of a platform event. Build a platform that brings together. The platform providers, the APIs, the brands, the agencies, the developers, the designers, the, you know, all the folks that, that want to get in this space um, together to, you know, to really advance the industry. That's, for me, that's, that's where the joy is. Um, and you know, being at the, still at the forefront of this and seeing where it's going to go over the next you know, five years, I look forward to, you know, I look forward to the, the articles and the stories of the individuals that are going to, you know, come out of the space. And there already are, you know, you, you and I follow a number of the same people on Twitter. Um, and it's so clear, uh, you know, to see some of the folks that, you know, have, have, have really made a name for themselves in this voice first space and the number of, you know, you know, voice, what they call voice studios, you know, that are popping up that are pure play, uh, agencies, you know, around this, this new market. So, uh, exciting for me to be a part of this. It's um, you know, it's my joy as a, as an organizer, as a convener, as one who you know gets to have an impact and a role uh, in in people's lives. Um, it's uh, fills me with great joy. So I'm really looking forward to to next July. Let's talk a little bit about about the event and and how it's going to be different from uh, from. 2018. Uh, you were at 2018's event. Um, what, are the, what are some of the things you look forward to uh, from this year? Well, I think from uh, this past uh, 2018 event, one of the biggest things for me was meeting so many of these just amazing vendors that are building great experiences on top. There at NGIT um, in the Wellness Center, we had two full, uh, essentially like basketball halls full, uh, full of uh, vendors that were kind of showing their amazing technologies that they're building on top. People like Applause, people like Pullstring, um, Ear, um, Earplay, people like that, which was just super awesome for me to meet some of those guys and, and particularly some of those companies that I did 
didn't even know existed at that time and have gone on to now become you know increasingly mainstay names in this uh, this new space so i'm pretty excited to to see who's going to come on board uh, for this july and who we're going to kind of have coming and showcasing their products and, and many of them who are coming back as well to just show how far they've come in 12 months i think the, the stuff that we're going to see from people being displayed this year it's going to be uh, far and away from what we had last year in terms of the advancement just so many more opportunities to build exciting companies on top of these new platform plays and like I say, it reminds me a lot of those kind of social media days when we had so many of those social media startups building on top of what Facebook and Twitter were doing. And it feels to me that we've got the same thing now happening with people building on top of what Amazon, Google, Samsung and Sonos are doing in terms of building those new platforms. So um, I'm pretty excited for that. What about you? Yeah, I tell you. Um, yeah, I think that, you know, just seeing uh, seeing who came last year uh, and meeting a lot of those companies that you mentioned um, uh, you know, that came from all over the world, um, from Europe and from Silicon Valley, Seattle. Uh, we're very happy to announce early that Applause is coming back and they're actually moving from up to a gold sponsor this year. Fantastic company out of, uh, out of Boston. Twilio is going to be joining us this year. And then we've got a bunch of more announcements to make around, uh, around sponsorships here, you know, in the coming days and weeks. We are, for our listeners, we're going to be announcing the call for proposals um, officially on January 15th, but this episode is going to drop in advance of that. So our listeners can go to voice summit.ai and actually be one of the first to submit a proposal to speak, uh, next year. Um, but you know, you ask about the programming, what I'm looking forward to is we're adding a number of activations. One, we're adding a hackathon onto the event on Monday. Uh, it's going to be one of the largest voice first hackathons in the world. We are really looking forward to that. Um, already have a ton of interest from API and SDK providers. So, um, we'll have a bunch of great partners and prizes and a lot of fun. It'll be a sprint style hackathon that'll take place during the day on Monday. We are also adding in some innovation activations. So we're adding an award. So we're going to have 12 categories. We're going to issue awards and have an awards dinner, kind of like our own uh, Academy Awards style dinner event. <laughs> on, I know it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and that's going to be on Wednesday. Well, you know, I think the tuxedo is optional, um, but, uh, <laughs> but certainly you're welcome to don the tux. Uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get to those plans. Maybe we'll put a, a red carpet out and, uh, you know, we'll do our own, uh, uh, paparazzi session there. That'd be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, I'd appreciate that. <laughs> We also I need some to, new headshots. We can get that sorted, right? Yeah, absolutely. No, we're going to add a couple of challenges. Uh, so these are, um, you know, 90 day challenges that are going to be sponsor supported and we'll put those challenges out this spring. Um, so more, more innovation opportunities. And then we're really going to grow the, uh, startup expo, um, substantially. So we expect to have more than a thousand attendees to the startup expo alone. That'll be on Tuesday night of the conference. It'll also be the opening reception evening for the event. But, um, yeah, so over, you know, more than a hundred startups, a thousand attendees really looking forward to that. And then what folks who came last year will notice is we're creating the conversational design and development center. We're creating the, uh, enterprise voice center, uh, we're creating a vertical track where we can go deep on certain verticals. So whether it's healthcare or FinTech, transportation, retail, we'll put in specialty programming in those, in those breakout, um, centers. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a lot more main stage programming. So keynotes and panels and, uh, you know, from some of the best brands in the world and, um, yeah, uh, three packed days of programming and fun. So, um, we're ready to, we're ready to get after it.
Well, for all of you that are getting over the jet lag of CES or heading out to Alexa Conference in Chattanooga next week, we will be back with you next week where we'll be recording live at the Alexa Conference. So this will be a little bit more in person and hopefully a little bit less uh, distance. The uh, Atlantic will not get in my way. I'm heading out there on Monday. And so we look forward to hearing from you all. And if you want to get in touch with the show, there's a couple of ways you can do that. Of course, you can always hit us up on Twitter or Instagram, as I mentioned. But if you're using the app anchor.fm, that's a great podcasting app. You can also call into the show with your own voicemail. So feel free to download the Anchor app and leave us a voicemail and you can get in touch with the show. If you think that you've got a great story to tell, we'd love to hear you on the podcast at some point or other and you can get in touch with any one of us. Find out all of our details over on social media or just visit voicesummit.ai. But for now, this is the first inaugural episode of the Inside Voice podcast. There's loads more to come. And if you are ready to submit, and by the time you're hearing this, don't forget, you can submit your speaker suggestions over at voicesummit.ai but from myself and from Pete thank you James we thanks so much for being on with us and we will be back with you next week here on the Inside Voice podcast you've been listening to the Inside Voice podcast visit voicesummit.ai to attend 